Quarantine presents Mansfield Mysteries, Gimme Gimme Murder, Chapter 3. Oh my God, Stacy, this is wild. I know, Bridget. So, my mom uncovered that this dead Polly Pollock woman was rumored to be involved with two men, Nicholas and Wilmore. But Wilmore was an old fling, and Nicholas was an ex too, but was now connected to the dead pianist because his wife, Margaret, was having an affair with her. Oh my god, that is a twist. Well, but either could have had motive, and and then there's that other guy? Steve, yes, uh, the one who liked to talk to Polly. Yeah, he's the one with the money troubles who owns the building. Yeah. Can they discount the other women, Joy and Sonia? I mean, other than your mom's nemesis. Unclear. Well, so who's the killer? Well, my mom confessed she didn't know at that point. There were too many people with motive to keep Polly quiet, but there was still a good half an hour until the police would arrive, so she kept trying to solve the mystery. Ooh, I make a mean martini, if I do say so myself. I usually have Alice or my darling daughter play bartender, but it seems I'm perfectly capable. Capable or functional? Experienced. What did you find out from my cousin Margaret and that allegedly reformed miscreant husband of hers? Mm, turns out the miscreant, at least currently, is Margaret. She and Polly were, how shall I phrase it, involved. What? Oh, it's the 2020s, Rosemary. People don't conduct their business in a closet anymore. Oh, please, I'm not worried about that. I just don't understand why Margaret would marry such a testosterone-fueled man if she's a lesbian. That I didn't have time to get into. You don't think Nicholas offed Polly in a fit of jealous rage? I'm ruling out nothing at the moment. Plus, Polly and Sonia had some tiff, which I still need to get to the bottom of. Perhaps Polly's old fling with Wilmore? Well, that was before he and Sonia were together. Uh, but one never knows what weight an ex carries in a current relationship. Well, personally, I don't think a second martini, or is this your third, is going to help break the case. Third and a half. Uh, my glass was broken in the scuffle, remember? Does sound like you need another bourbon. Just a splash. I do find it takes the edge off of being handcuffed to you, so to speak. Hello, Steve. Remember, good cop, bad cop. What a night. Oh, my stomach still isn't right from seeing that. that... Oh, I feel the same way. Just awful. I'm so sorry secret karaoke night turned into this. Oh, Christ, it might taint the entire endeavor. And we really enjoy our musical gatherings. It's such a great way to blow off steam. Bond. You seem to be grieving secret karaoke night more than your friend Polly. Oh, Polly wasn't a friend. Uh, oh, not that I'm not upset. I, I mean, you saw how upset I was. Oh, don't listen to Dorinda. It's the gin talking. Several people noted that you enjoyed talking to Polly at these events. Sure, she was a great girl. If my daughter Stacy were here, she'd correct you and say, woman. Woman, fine. What did you two talk about? Music a bit, art mostly. Art? Well, then you're aware Polly wasn't a trained pianist, even though you secured her to play for the evening. She was great at pop songs. That's all we needed. So, what did you discuss about art? <laughs> what is this? 
An interrogation? Don't be silly, Steve. You're the unlikeliest of suspects. No one even saw you until after the murder. You were doing business, right? Yes. I was on the phone in the main suite. I didn't know anything until I came into the great room. Then you won't mind revealing what you and Polly discussed about the art world. I have no interest in embarrassing you, Dorinda, because I very much appreciate those Mamma Mia tickets. However, the answer is not what you're hoping for. Polly frames our artwork. The shop where she works is the only one my insurance company allows us to use before we take out a policy on each piece. They're the best in the area and the only shop that deals in high-end artwork. So you discuss framing? How scintillating. I told you it'd be a disappointment. Now, I came in here for a glass of wine. I see you two have beverages. I'm going to help myself, then join the others while we await the police. Cheers, ladies. I bid you adieu. We'll be out shortly. I suppose it's my turn to give you a compliment. Good job, bad cop. More women our age should ask more men our age what they have to talk about with women half their age. Oh, the silence would be deafening. Steve's excuse seems credible, though. And he was far from the murder scene. The door to the main suite is down a ten-foot hallway from the great room. Now what about Joy? It seems unlikely she'd kill someone she hired as entertainment. Can we at least rule her out? Oh! Here's the party. Wilmore, uh... I'm not sure party is the right word any longer. Sonia needs something a little stronger than water. She's very agitated. What does she drink? I'll fix it. Anything clear with a splash of soda on the rocks. A teetotaling bartender. Isn't that the plot of Cheers? <laughs> Even I can figure that out. And you're proving my point, Dorinda, about why that little splash of bourbon is so necessary. Takes the edge off. Huh. <laughs> Now, what do you know about this little rift between your wife and the deceased, Wilmore? Oh, nothing. They'd always been a bit competitive, and I think Polly took a swipe at Sonia about giving up on her dream and marrying me instead. I'd call that more than a swipe. <laughs> Don't think Polly Pollock didn't consider nailing me down as her personal benefactor. Why, when we had our brief affair... What? Finish what you were going to say. She wasn't above striking an arrangement of sorts, if you know what I mean. I've always heard of arrangements, as you call it, but I'm never quite sure what it means. Oh, the gift of inherited wealth. Not needing to know what things mean. Let's just say she would have stayed with me in perpetuity if I'd bankrolled her career as an artist. But frankly, I didn't find her an interesting enough companion to entertain the idea. It was a distinctive end to our relationship, such that it was. Polly was taken aback by the breakup, enraged, one might say. Well, when you think you land your white whale and it slips away, well, I believe that's the plot to Moby Dick. <laughs> so Polly resented Sonia for securing your affection? Bank account is what you're implying, but I'll have you know I'm terrific company and great fun in the sack. Pass it on. Here's a vodka soda for Sonia. Thank you, Rosemary. I'm going to bring this to her toot sweet. He is rather charming. And much nicer than he used to be. Used to be? Well, like Joy told us earlier. Always working an angle, that one. When he was coming up. Well, maybe he wasn't so nice to Polly Pollock. Mm, possible. But does that give him motive to kill her? Doubtful. Nor does he strike me as one to commit violence on behalf of his wife over a little tiff. God, I need a figgy. Oh, no! As if anything needed to make secret karaoke night even worse! 
What's wrong, George? Do you see this beautiful painting? It's a jewel. Oh, it is a jewel. No, no, no. That's the artist, Jan Ewell. He's very important in Liechtenstein and is meant to be huge among Western collectors in the near future. No, I, I, I mean big. And? have happened. The painting is ruined. Though, I guess mixed media is probably more accurate. Do you see how the oils thinned to replicate blood combined with collage make for such an interesting depiction of anguish? I do recall hearing some sort of ripping noise when the lights were out. But also the resilience of mankind. How do you see such a thing in that abstraction? And look at how the canvas is folded over. That suggests it was cut from left to right. Didn't Wilmore fall into that painting in the scuffle? Oh, this is definitely slashed. Hold on. Jan Ewell works on wood. Not canvas. Something's not right. Well, this is clearly canvas. Well, this is his greatest work. Menschliches Leid und Oberwinsung. Excuse me? It's German. Roughly translated as human suffering and overcoming. Anywho, like I was trying to explain, if you look at the juxtaposition of color and shape... You said it was meant to be on wood. <gasps> it was. What? I flabbergasted! There, there, there must be some sort of mix-up! Is this where the booze is? I, I can't take it out there any longer. What can I get you, Cousin Margaret? You don't seem like yourself. Certainly word has spread about my connection to Polly. What do you have that will cure a broken heart? Tequila. Yes, thank you. Make it a double. <laughs> Here you go. I'll toast with you. To Polly. To the debts. <laughs> I am sorry for your loss, Margaret, but I am surprised by your affair. Affair? Please. What would you call it? Polly would probably call it a dalliance. It wasn't going to last much longer, or so she said. Because Nicholas found out? Now, I married Nicholas to take over his family's bank, and because I thought we could tolerate each other. He's pleasant enough company, but we don't have a traditional marriage. Oh, it's the 2020s, Rosemary. There's no need to spread this around Berkshire Bay. There's also no need for shock. People marry for all kinds of reasons. It's nobody's business. Well, if you two had an arrangement, he couldn't have been in a jealous rage. Who knows? These days, your friend Alice probably knows more about it than I. Nicholas? Well, I thought Wilmore had dealings with Alice. Part of the arrangement was to not have dealings with people who would embarrass the other. Everyone has had dealings with Alice, Dorinda, since her husband disappeared. Did I hear you say something about a hookah earlier, Joy? Why, yes! It's set up in the study. Steve didn't want any more smoke in the house, but with my bohemian rhapsody thing... Well, let's go. I want to try a hookah tonight. Oh, I'm game! Well, secret karaoke night was a disaster. My girlfriend, or whatever you want to call her, was murdered. 
And that can't be all I remember of this evening. This evening is the night I smoke a hookah. Care to join us? Maybe later. Uh, not right now, thank you. If you change your mind. Come on, Joy. This gets more and more muddled. Well, the police should be here any time now. Oh, the police won't know what we know. What do we know? Well, let's think back to the very beginning. When you rescued me and my driver from the ditch? After that. Remarking on what a blemish this condominium tower is on Berkshire Bay's skyline? Yes, and... The Mamma Mia tickets, of course. Keep going. Joy not having the common decency to remember the names of the help. My daughter Stacy has informed me that that phrase can't be used any longer. <laughs> but yes, that Joy did not remember the Cato waiter's name. And then before the evening could begin, the lights went out. Exactly. Rosemary... I know who murdered Polly Pollock. And we need to confront the killer before the police arrive, so they don't have any time to make up an excuse. We must all gather in the great room, immediately. <laughs> Rosemary, hand me that microphone. Attention! Attention, everyone. I need everyone in here this minute. Joy! Margaret, put down those hookah hoses and get in here. More smoke. Joy, this is why I didn't want you bringing that contraption in here. And what is that odor? <laughs> it's not tobacco. Oh, it is. I'm a sort. <laughs> the, the, the sort that's legal in 19 states. <laughs> Margaret. I've never known you to partake in... Well, there's plenty you don't know about me, Nicholas, and I, I could say the same about you. Oh, settle down, everyone. Uh, take a cushion, if you'd like. I want to say something before the police oh, arrive. Oh, are you confessing, Dorinda? Oh, that would be amusing, oh. Margaret. But no, this is not a confession. It's an accusation. Excellent. Here we go with Detective Mansfield's accusatory speech. I've heard about your little soliloquies. And I've heard about your little... Never mind that. As you can see, we have a dead body on the floor and eight live suspects. Or rather, six, since I know both Rosemary Berkshire and myself are innocent. Says you. How are we supposed to know that? Rosemary and I were locked in place at the Caviar and Foie Gras stations for the entire 30 seconds of the blackout. Everyone else was shouting, moving, and in one person's case... Killing. Who, Dorinda? Who ruined my party by killing the pianist? Interesting that you're the first one to speak up, Joy, trying to rule yourself out. I didn't kill Polly Pollock. She's right. She didn't kill Polly Pollock. Out of the six of you, Joy had the least motive to do such a thing. Polly was hired entertainment for a party Joy went to a lot of trouble and expense to throw. However, Joy unintentionally helped the killer. How did I do that? By offering them a window. You stated more than once that if the power went out, there would be 30 seconds of blackness to commit the crime. I was certainly not advertising an opportunity for homicide. Of course not. But it provided the cover of darkness for someone with a simmering motive to use that time. And who do you think had the motive to murder Polly Pollock? A mediocre pianist and aspiring artist. Hardly a golden ticket. She also had entanglements, of sorts, with nearly everyone at this party. You, for instance, Wilmore. 
You said as much yourself. She and I fooled around for a few months several years ago. It may have ended a bit abruptly from her point of view, but why would that make me want to kill her? Because of the kerfuffle between Polly and your wife. You think I'd stab someone in the back over a girl fight? Um, uh, they're women, Wilmore. You shouldn't call them girls. Thank you, Steve. Glad that stuck. But no, Wilmore, I don't think you had enough reason to kill Polly. <gasps> You're accusing me? Why would you say that, Sonia? I'm beautiful, not stupid. Well, you would have been if you killed Polly over a few slings and arrows about marrying well in order to stop working. After all, it's the second oldest profession. Hey! And according to Wilmore, you two seem quite happy together. Minus that spat earlier. No reason to commit first-degree murder just because your old friend Polly harbored some resentment over you marrying well. Exactly! I would never! Which brings us to the Berkshire O'Toole Union. Rosemary, you've been my partner in crime-solving tonight. Care to address the Margaret and Nicholas of it all? No, you're on a roll. All right. Margaret, you'd been cavorting with Polly Pollock for a while now, yes? Yes, nearly a year. But you suggested your affair might be coming to a close, did you not? Yes, but that is... Which puts you quite high on the list of suspects. A broken heart, as you called it, when you were seeking spiritual comfort. See what I did there, Rosemary? She came looking for a drink for spirits. No one can top you when it comes to liquor parties. You asked for a drink to cure a broken heart. I did. And you slammed a double tequila and then sought relief from the hookah, yes? Yes. I will say this. I don't consider Margaret and I to be close cousins, but I do recognize the difference between drowning one's sorrows versus dulling one's shame. Shame? I wasn't ashamed of my relationship with Polly. Nor should you be. I mean the shame of committing a gruesome crime. I didn't kill Polly. Of course not. You're genuinely distressed. We can all see that. Which leaves... You're not going to try to pin this on me, I'll... Why would you be a suspect, Nicholas? Polly and I had a little fling a while back. The hell, I'm the one who introduced Margaret to her. And Polly developed feelings for your wife that far usurped her affections for you. So what? Women come, women go. And Margaret and I have an arrangement. You expect us to believe you had no anger over your very plain wife? (gasps) Pardon me, Margaret. I'm just saying what everyone else is thinking. Mm. Over your very plain wife stealing your mistress from you? I mean, did it sting a little? Sure. Enough to jeopardize our cushy life together. (laughs) Not a chance. My thoughts exactly. Well, then who the hell killed Polly Pollock? Steve? My husband? How could it be Steve? He was in our bedroom until after the body had been discovered, remember? He vomited all over my beautiful Turkish rug. I'm utterly dumbfounded that you would accuse me of such a thing. I had nothing but a cordial relationship with Polly. And, like Joyce said, I was down the hall on a business call. Really? Is that what the police will find when they subpoena your phone records? Subpoena? Whoa, whoa. You're getting way ahead of yourself here. Why on earth would I murder Polly Pollock? It took me a while to figure it out. I had to start from the beginning. Remember, Rosemary? I had you think back to how the night began. Your car in the ditch, our arrival at this condominium. 
Do you recall what we discussed in the elevator? How garish this tower is? I beg your I pardon? I love this building. It's so modern compared to the rest of Berkshire Bay. Questionable taste withstanding. Uh, do you recall what else about this vulgar condominium we discussed? Well, I told you in confidence that Steve's investment in this property was a bit shaky. That the units weren't selling as they had hoped, and he was a bit underwater. Precisely. And how would killing Polly Pollock alleviate my financial troubles? Uh, not that I'm in trouble, per se. That's what I wondered as well. Until your wife pointed me toward the clue that would break the case. What did I do? You showed me the ruined Jan Yule. What does my destroyed Yule have to do with anything? You said the Yule was painted on wood. Well, technically, Yule's a mixed media artist, but yes! The piece you purchased was on wood. Yes! Then how do you explain the sliced canvas? Well, I don't know. There must have been some sort of mix-up. Just what I was thinking. What are you getting at, Dorinda? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're speaking in uh, circles, and none of it is... is... Circles, yes. A circle, anyway? What's that supposed to mean? I want everyone to think back to when the lights went out. At first, we heard footsteps, fast ones. The killer knew what had to be done and how quickly. Remember, the window of blackness was a mere 30 seconds. Then there was the breaking of glass. My glass, as the assailant, ran past me at the speed of light. I was positioned at the foie gras station, which was at the corner of the island, near steps from the hallway that leads to the main suite. <laughs> you think I can barrel it out of our bedroom, blew past you, uh, breaking your martini glass? I didn't say it was a martini glass. Oh, please. Everyone in Berkshire Bay knows Dorinda Mansfield drinks Bombay Sapphire martinis. Sure, sure. Once my glass was shattered, the next things we heard were the killer and Wilmore bumping into each other amidst the chaos, as well as the opening of the silverware drawer to grab the knife. The weapon. Hence the ripped canvas, precisely in the direction that circles the kitchen, heading toward the piano and the victim. Finally, the death rattle of Polly Pollock and her collapse on the keys. A pause, and then the lights came back on. And? It was you, Steve. You sprinted from the bedroom through the condo, you know, like the back of your hand, even in the dark. I was a hindrance, my martini glass collateral damage. But you grabbed the knife, accidentally slashed the yule that was canvas instead of wood, plunged said knife into Polly Pollock's back, and returned to your bedroom before the generator kicked in. To what end? Why would I want to kill Polly Pollock? I suspect she was putting the heat on you, Steve. Blackmail. <laughs> Blackmail over what? The fake paintings you had her forge and frame, selling the originals to cover your deeper and deeper debt over this horrendous new construction you call home. We know Polly wanted someone to support her artistic career, but you were running out of money and out of time. She was about to blow your cover, and you were about to lose everything. Uh, that's utterly ridiculous. Where are you going? What are you talking about? Why are you backing out of the room? Steve, is what Dorinda says true? Of course not. Then, darling, why are you heading for the elevator? Should Wilmore and I be ready to restrain him? 
I'd take Margaret over you, should it come to that. Steve, what are you doing? Nothing, dear. I I'm just going to run to the lobby for a second. Hold it right there, Mr. Wakefield. Who on earth are you? And how on earth did you get up here without being buzzed in? I'm Morton Anderley, head of security for Berkshire Bay Brand. Morton, finally. There you are. What happened to the police? Oh, I knew Mr. Anderley would get here faster than the police. He'll take Steve into custody until they arrive. Can someone bring me up to speed? I can, Mr. Anderley. Well, well, well. Mrs. Mansfield. I didn't think I'd have to see the likes of you again anytime soon. Turns out it's your lucky night. This man, Steve Wakefield, is a murderer. I want my lawyer. You'll need him, I should think. I'll take it from here, Mrs. Mansfield. Come with me, Mr. Wakefield. Whatever you did, I can at least get you away from that woman. Uh, that woman? I, I can hear you, Mr. Anderley. I'll come too. My driver can take us to the police station. Is it all right if we use your car again, Dorinda? Of course. Come on, then. Good night, Joy. I'll let you know how everything goes. Ta-ta. I'll stay with her. Uh, toodaloo, Rosemary. Toodaloo, Steve. And toodaloo, Mr. Anderley. Wow, your mom is amazing, Stacy. I cannot believe how she put that all together. She's something all right. Did she mention anything about how long it took to clean up all that blood? Ew, no. But she did say something strange. What? Steve, in the car on the way to the police station, was trying to bargain his way out of trouble. He attempted to bribe Morton Anderley to let him go on the spot. In front of Rosemary Berkshire, who just helped crack the case? That's right. But Morton Anderley is by the book. He took them straight to the cops. Well, so what's the something strange? Well, my mom has a contact at the station. The cop who made the arrest when there was that murder at the tennis club. And? He told my mom that Rosemary went into the interrogation room with Steve. And since he couldn't bargain with money, he leveraged information instead. What kind of information? My mom's tennis partner's husband has been missing for five years. Yeah? It's a cold case. Nobody, even? Nobody. No clues. But Steve Wakefield claims to know where he is. And Rosemary Berkshire seems to know, too. Oh. My. God. Mansfield Mysteries. Featuring Melissa Hughes Ernest as Dorinda Mansfield, Melissa Zian as Stacy Mansfield, and Amy Hansen as Rosemary Berkshire. With Elizabeth Bittner as Bridget, Doug Despin as Steve Wakefield, Cody Ernest as Morton Anderley, Tina Puckstellis as Joy Wakefield, Dana Roders as Sonia Parker, Joan Rory as Margaret Berkshire O'Toole, Matt Specht as Wilmore Parker, and Christopher Wilde as Nicholas O'Toole. Written by Amy Hansen and Michael L. Johnson. Sound design by Paul Rees. Directed by Nicholas Hoyt. Special thanks to Dennis Hoyt, as well as an extra special thank you to Amber Miller for inspiring this whole project. We couldn't have done it without any of them. You've just enjoyed a Quarantine production.